0: So did you read about Long Blockchain Ice Tea? No. There's a company called Long Island Ice Tea. They as a joke changed the name of their company to Long Blockchain Ice Tea. Their stock quadrupled. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Because we were like, "Oh, blockchain, buy it." And... You've got content, right? Nope. You said you had perfect no, I have a, I have a grip of fresh bits. Grip of fresh Bits. I don't. You have, said you had I, it. I have a lot of stuff going on in my life. I don't have any uh, particular content. I have one topic that I've been reading about for the past week that I do not want to talk about. Oh, Bitcoin. No, I can talk about Bitcoin. I just don't understand what's happening because I was out of the loop on that because I don't care. Oh, the Bitcoin correction. Is this the finally the correction? It's a correction. It's not the correction. I mean, losing 47% overnight sounds like a pretty fucking strong correction to me. Well, it was, it was the robots, it was South Korea, the rumor about South Korea. Mm-hmm. We can get into it on the podcast. I know things. Perfect, I don't.
1: But they never talked about Bitcoin during the podcast. They forgot about it completely. There was even a moment when Henry says, and I quote, I feel like there's more going on in these past two weeks, and yet neither he nor John remembers to discuss Bitcoin, the currency of the future. And thus ends our tale of woe and wonder. I've been your friendly neighborhood exposition robot.
0: Happy New Year and welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John. And together we're Henry and John ringing in 2018. This is the first episode of the New Year, John. Hey, it's 20... Hold on. 2018, 8 plus 1 plus 2 is 11. So 2018 cannot be an anno game. What is an Anno game? You've never played a played the Anno games? Okay, Anno is like año for year, right? Yeah, Anno is a, it's a series of 4X strategy games and it's all the years always add up to the number 9. Oh, that series I've never played because I've never strayed my loyalty from Civilization. Yes. Civilization The funny thing is the years that follow civilization are in order. So the first civilization is about the first year of human civilization. Civilization 2 is about the second year of human civilization. Civilization 5, you see, you see where it's going. So, so far, over six games, they've only covered six years of humanity. It's really amazing what you can accomplish in humanity's 2,000 year reign on this earth. And here I thought I was playing through entire eras and i actually believe their next dlc is specifically about eras but boy the egg on my face you know well i mean like have you ever noticed that when you start a civilization game when you hit new game it shows a caveman looking into a snow globe and then zooms into the snow globe and then the game starts it's all a hallucination of a caveman looking into a snow globe you know, it's really remarkable how far we've come in just 2,000 years on this earth. During our 2,000 reign on this beautiful earth, we've we've made a lot of monstrosities. Including the one that says we've only been here for 2,000 years. Uh, indeed, that is true. That and flat earthers. Ah, uh, flat earthers. All right. It's a crazy time, John. We haven't been able to do zero credits in two weeks for other reasons, but a lot has happened in that time. And contrary to popular belief, the world did not stop turning when zero credits stopped burning. You you think you think they would notice? But I, people have actually been really engaged in what we're putting out. Our Star Wars uh, supplemental reading had some of the, the the highest listener engagement we've ever had, and and that three people actually contacted us. Oh wow! Well, that's all. That's great. And only only two of them were our significant others. <laughs> so
1: I'm. Hey guys, sorry to butt in again, but the sound cut out for some reason here and there's no real way to recreate what was said. Just imagine John having said, so we're really hitting it out of the park, huh? Or something like that. Anyway, friendly neighborhood exposition robot out. See you next time.
0: Yes, we are knocking it right out of that park. But what I was getting at, I just want to do a brief little rundown of some of the things that people might have missed while we were away. Alright, so it's like a quick hit, hot take, grip list. Yes, uh, a quick hit, hot take, grip. What what is grip? You know, it's like a bunch of stuff. Like, uh, like if you, let's, okay, so let's say you, you dug your hand inside of a big jar of pickles. I uh, came up with a whole bunch of pickles, you got a grip of pickles. You got a grip of pickles. So we're, we're going to get a grip of the, of, the, of the highlights from the past two and a half weeks. Exactly. Let's start. Let's start. I mean, I, I, have, I have quite a few in mind. Uh, for instance, did you hear about Hawaii? Uh, yes, I do believe I did hear about Hawaii. Uh, now, in case our listeners aren't aware, uh, there was a text message sent out via the emergency broadcast system to everyone on the beautiful Isle of Hawaii, uh, saying that there was a ballistic missile inbound for the island. Now, the last part of that is something that I think is very interesting. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. Like, the the thing you expect to hear in the movie when... (laughs) It doesn't feel like a believable piece of dialogue or text that you would read anywhere This is not a drill unless like you're on the other side like you're the secret service and the president's life is in danger You would you would you would see that this is not a drill the fact that civilians saw that this is not a drill meant We had an entire population of people Contemplating the end of their existence the existence of the phrase this this is not a drill five words Extremely important words when putting that arrangement I had some friends who were in Hawaii that when that happened uh, they were very concerned but it's it's one of those arrangements of words that you never anticipate reading or hearing in your actual life. yeah I mean the closest sort of thing that people might have is like fire drills in school if you if you went to public or private school because the state federal people Mandate that you you do these things like every year or so. Uh, other drills that people might get into don't really exist. At my place of employment, there was a time when the fire alarm started going off, and the a floor warden stood up and he said, "Everyone outside, this is not a drill. It was it was a drill. They were instructed to say it was not a drill. So meaningless. So mean. You're you're, you're at that point, you're." You're diluting the meaning of the words, this is not a drill. (laughs) Yeah, so if you look at the photos that came out of Hawaii following that, uh, people being lowered into the sewer, people uh, trying to find any kind of cover from this potential ballistic missile threat, it drove one point home to me. And that is, if someone right now showed me something that said, there is a ballistic missile inbound for Texas, this is not a drill, I would have fucking no idea what to do because you imagine everyone likes to imagine that if they were confronted with something that ends this is not a drill some big major uh life uh changing uh event you always imagine you're gonna have some idea what to do i i mean yeah i mean fire get out of the building tornado you get in the 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 central most room like we've got we've got plans for these things earthquake i do you lay down i don't know but but ballistic missile it's like well i guess that's it yeah like if it says ballistic missile i i don't know if i'm in the minority on this i don't know where we are with missile technology right now as a society because if if something said you know ballistic missile inbound take cover immediately my initial thought would be well what kind of missile is it like a nuclear missile in which case good luck me Is it like a fuel air bomb that's going to go off in the air, suck my lungs out of my mouth, and burn me alive? Good luck. (laughs) I I know. Ballistic doesn't really mean much to me. All that means is, okay, it's weaponized. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Ballistic missile means missile meant to hit here and do damage. And when we say damage, we don't mean like a number popping up over like a, a building that represents, oh, you did 500 damage. We mean death and carnage. Yeah, so uh, I have no idea what to do. I, my level of missile preparedness has not been enhanced for this event. I feel like this event has revealed so much about society and that we, we've become relaxed. We, we don't expect missile attacks that often. <laughs> Thank if, God, <laughs> if ever. But, but maybe maybe this is one thing. Maybe we need to redo the Burt the turtle PSA for, for school kids and do one for adults and say, hey, if a ballistic missile is happening, seriously, this is what you should do. No chances of survival probably slim, but if you are going to survive, you, you do these things. Given the state of the world, I don't know how happy I would feel if we started re-airing ballistic missile PSAs, but it makes me wonder, is there going to be a point in human history where we will send out an alert that says ballistic missile inbound for insert location (laughs) and then it will just conclude with human technology has advanced to such a point where you cannot take cover uh so goodbye see see you in heaven i i mean at that point you would say nuclear missile inbound you know make make peace with your god or, or gods yeah or you know it could say like bunker buster bomb inbound it's like can't hide in a building or a sewer or like fuel air bomb hope you don't breathe oxygen or maybe it's a ballistic missile that carries uh some sort of like pathogen on it good luck oh god like it like a like biological warfare like andromeda strain only that it wasn't really weaponized in that book yeah like i don't know at some point human beings are gonna get so good at killing each other that if we want to do it hard enough you can't really take cover. I think we've gotten to a point where we've stopped researching weapons. Am I wrong about that? Yes. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I, I thought I thought we, we decided that mustard gas was a step too far. And ever since that, we decided no more weapon innovation. <laughs> uh, I believe the way it worked was we decided that mustard gas was a step too far. So the powers that be made us take a step back... And then we've been walking around the perimeter of the mustard gas too far line for, since. That's, I, you're right, because I just remembered that there's still a debate about drones and, and like, unmanned aircraft. Yep. I I forgot those were weapons and not just, like, weekend hobbies. Yeah, you know, uh, mustard gas was a step too far, but what about a helicopter or a gunship With a gun that shoots bullets so big, it eats houses. It eats them. It eats whole houses. Right. Uh, A, what is it? The A-10C Warthog. It's got this giant gun with like 20 pound bullets. The only, the only, the only gun I remember that had really big bullets was called the Howitzer. And it was a cannon. Oh, well now we have those in planes. Oh, great. (laughs) Sky howitzers, we call Why would anyone go to war? Yeah, it really seems like a bum deal. I mean, we've gotten so good at weapons and killing each... You don't even need troops, really, anymore. It doesn't seem like anyone gets anything out of it. I mean, people don't change their minds. But I guess you kill all the people who disagree with you. But that's not very ethical. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think the wars that we're talking about now are being fought on an ideological battlefield. I think the wars we're talking about are people want resources and they will spend the proper amount of resources to liquefy the people who are keeping them from those resources. That's every war ever. Yeah, every war has been fought for economic scarcity. People have dressed it up in different ways. I I, I suppose you could argue that the American Revolution was an ideological difference because it was one of you don't rule us, but that that's not ideological. That's more of rebellion. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's the idea of, you know, no taxes without representation. So that's not, it, it was, we don't want you to rule us anymore. Oh, you're right. Because we didn't settle for taxation with representation. You're right. We won the war and didn't say, now you tax us. We won the war and said, well, we own this now. That would be a pretty bad war. If you were like, okay, we killed you. Now you can tax us. (laughs) What if George Washington, you know, he was a great general, but what if he was just like, his intelligence was at the level of like, I don't know, idiot savant, where he was like, all right, now we get our way. Now you represent, you know, we get representation and you take our money. And King George is just like, no, you're free now. He's like, and George Washington, I don't know how to run a country. (laughs) I like to imagine that was the dialogue that took place in letters. (laughs) <laughs> and George Washington was like, we're free now, apparently. Uh, <laughs> He's writing another letter to Thomas Jefferson, freaking out, like, what do we do? Oh, my God, I did not expect us to win. Why am I not dead? This this might be an oversimplification, but I feel like during the American Revolution, uh, there was still some semblance of, like, uh, not chivalric, but, like, uh, battlefield chivalry, like, in lines, with drummers. Those were the British. That was the British. The Americans fought with a style that... Is called guerrilla warfare? Yeah. I don't know where that word comes from, because it's not English. Uh so if you if you look at uh certain battles of the Revolutionary War, some of them were fought and seen as great strategic victories because the Americans, while well, the British were asleep, just left. <laughs> also, if you remember a certain Christmas Day massacre, <laughs> yes, where the Americans snuck into the British camp and just murdered a bunch of people. I'm not... Si- look, I, that's, that's why Savvy War, really, when it comes down to it, it's about land and resources. Mainly land. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think any war is being fought with the kind of bombs we're concerned about over ideological differences. What if we keep researching bombs, but in an effort to keep, like, philosophy relevant in colleges... The military starts consulting philosophers, and so they they end up developing a bomb that launches ideological arguments. Oh man! And it doesn't like it hits, but it doesn't really explode. It just it presents their thesis. Okay, hold on. Let's let's walk this back and say amazing idea. For a book to put out. <laughs> a war that is fought with bombs that when they explode, they change people's philosophy. Oh, so it's just like, it's, it's like that guy from Age of Empires that goes, and then Yeah, guy. You guy. You change factions. Yeah. So it's basically, uh, the United States launches a bomb deep into the heart of, I don't know, name a country. China. Deep into the heart of China. Uh, and then the bomb goes off, and then everyone there is suddenly a Stoicist. They just, they don't, they don't believe in emotions. Yeah, they're, they're just a Stoic. <laughs> they believe that that would be insane as, a, as an idea for a book. Here's the premise. Here's what we do in real life. We start a war, and then the way you win the war is by democracy, a popular vote. Yes. <laughs> over, over the, so before the war starts, both countries submit their premise, mm-hmm. and then whoever gets the more votes over the two countries Wins the war? And that's when the bombs come in and change people's minds. Yes. But they cost a lot of money, so you got to do, like, sneaky things like small little bombs in the water supply. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) It's basic. That that only change people's minds. I have to stress, (laughs) no one is dying. Yes. So, basically, we've essentially recreated war. Yeah. But we can just call it, like, debate bombs. (laughs) Yes. And televise it. The United States says to China, I challenge you to a game of debate bombs. Yep. And, then, and then we can finally decide what to do with Alaska. Fight, what are we fighting over? <laughs> It'll Launch a bomb deep into the heart of Alaska. Oh, I just the, the fact that <laughs> some poor person hit the wrong button, did the wrong sequence of switches, whatever archaic system it is to, to send mass panic. Throughout an entire island chain. Real wake-up call. Have you seen that interface where that wrong button was pressed? I've seen a lot of joke interfaces by, by very talented programmers who are making fun of the situation. I believe the actual picture just looks like Craigslist. It's just a series of blue links on a white background in alphabetical order. You just click on the one you want. I thought that was a joke. I think that one is real. Oh, God. I think it was on the Atlantic. Maybe the Atlantic was taken by a hoax. You, you know, I think it would stand to reason because the government has to contract on the lowest bidder. Yeah. So it's whoever can do the most efficient job doesn't mean it's flashy or, or all. The, I, but I feel like some, you know, person who's still in college could probably roll out a better UI yeah, so why don't we put our students to work in updating all of the government infrastructure just to make sure that that doesn't happen again? Look, I know that some countries have a period of conscription into the military. We just need a period of constri- of conscription into the government to fix all of the government systems. Fix the DMV in their slowness. F- f- pretty much just update all computer systems to something more modern, and so that people aren't using, like, databases from 1998. Look, you just put some MIT grads in the system for, like, two years, I guarantee you everyone at the DMV will be a Roomba. <laughs> and all of the soldiers will be rumors with AR-15s taped to them. Well, that's not the point. But I, I want to say that this this story of mass panic and then not well-communicated relief, because the whole thing was botched by the, the emergency system. Uh, there's a silver lining in that the guy or gal, because they're, they're, I believe their identity was withheld. Good. Who accidentally sent out the message did not get fired yeah i mean if it's a simple mistake to make why fire them usually you have to sort of judge these things on on a scale and usually inciting mass panic is sort of on the fire end of the scale but i'm glad in this case that they made one mistake that incited mass panic but you'll they'll know yeah from then on that that individual will never make that (laughs) mistake again and and thusly they are now The most capable person to do that job. Yeah, I mean, if they fired that person, they hired anyone else, there's a chance. It could happen again. They're inexperienced. This one person, never gonna live it down. Never. I like to imagine this one person's chair. They, like, give him a special chair. It's got, like, (laughs) this is not a drill embroidered into it. It's like, nah, man. Never forget <laughs> that. That's now his his or her house words. Yes, this is not a drill. This is not a drill. Gets it tattooed on his or her back. All right. So quick, quick news story. So that was one. Yeah. Two. We're fat shaming the president. Yeah, we're fat shaming the. I have a problem with this. What? I have a I have a problem with this this narrative. All right. So the real narrative is that the president, as all presidents do had their, their intensive, intensive, whatever, physical done by a professional, medical profession. Whoa. And that's, that's when the acid kicked in. No, Yeah. Uh, a professional, a medical profession. No. What? A doctor. Okay, a doctor. And the results were released. And uh, a few people think that maybe the results aren't quite uh factual number one there's no way that man's healthy well yeah as healthy as they claim if you look at the results it seems to say that he's six foot two and weighs 240 pounds yep now you're a large tall when i say large i mean you're a tall person yeah i'm six foot four five And would you mind answering if I asked you how much you weigh? I weigh 250 pounds. So you would be, according to the results, 10 pounds heavier than the president. Yes. Yet you look 10 times better than he does. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, the president's an old man with a bad diet, probably doesn't have a whole lot of muscle mass. He carries it badly. (laughs) I I would say he does. But So are you you saying that maybe, because I'm operating under the assumption that those results are false. I don't know. I, I don't think they have any reason to lie other than, like, if you wanted to form a narrative saying that any of these intensive physical examinations of the president are probably somewhat false to keep people from panicking over having an unhealthy, fat president, Yeah. Uh, then you admit that, like, we've probably been lying about these things forever. Well, I don't think we're necessarily making a an exception for this president if yeah. that's the case. I, I, I want to point out a historical example, FDR, the general public did not know that his legs didn't work. True. For for a long time. I think maybe they caught on eventually. Yeah. Or he came out with it. But for a, a large part of the war, he was the World War II president, right? Yes. For Fireside a, Chats. Fireside Chats. Far, far for her. For a large portion of the war, people did not know that his legs didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I, there is a precedence for sort of getting behind your leader and in, in time of war to put forth a strong front uh, but if so so is it possible that those results are true because i didn't actually read into it because i don't care about the story at all i just wanted to talk about it because i saw that you posted on your facebook and i thought yeah. maybe you would like to talk about it uh i mean i i don't necessarily think they're false i don't i also don't think it matters uh, so it, much. It, it probably doesn't matter in the long run. I feel like if it's something that we have like unequivocal proof of, uh, that we can take solace in as a country that the president is healthy, that's fine. If a doctor's lying about it, that's fine. Uh, doctors actually like lie all the time. <laughs> well, probably. probably Do- it, it, I mean, doctors of all shapes and colors lie to people for a lot of reasons, and they don't always uh, put the the best information forward, and especially if they're telling. Uh, millions of people something at once they might not be telling the truth well because normally doctors operate under the the patient doctor privilege Mm -hmm. confidentiality agreement yeah you you don't go sharing medical records unless there's a warrant involved or something like that and so this is the president so he's a public figure so certain sort of privacy rights he's lost now Mm -hmm. just because of he's a he's a prominent figure in the public but I feel like medical records, maybe you would still classify a few things. So maybe, maybe the numbers are fudged. Maybe, maybe not. I, I do want to say that a lot of people coming out and trying to be like, oh, well, he's not that fit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or uh, like he's unhealthy or whatever. I just want to say, if you were ready to vote for Bernie Sanders <laughs> for president who is a literal skeleton man, then you probably shouldn't say anything about our, our new hamburger lord. Yeah, I, I don't think... My takeaway, and this is probably going to be one of the shorter news stories, I I am not one of the people who believes that if someone is a shitty person, and in my, in my book, I think that Donald Trump is a pretty shitty person, uh, I don't think it's okay to... I don't think it's okay to be down on their physical appearance, even though he does look bad, and maybe weighs more than that, and does not seem to help have a healthy diet. Stating those things as an observer, to me, is fine. But this has, like, reawakened a, a weird thing where they're, like, they're making a bunch of, like, weird fat Donald Trump memes. That's like, boy, he sure has a million worse things going on than that that we could be focusing our efforts on. Yeah, I mean, we're not a society that... Okay, we, I was about to say we're not a society that puts looks above all else, which is at some level false, but we're trying to turn into a society that is less surface value mm-hmm. and more focusing on on inner inner more qualities, more inner qualities if I wanted to sound like a person. Uh, so let's downplay the fat shaming memes and jump on the mental acuity memes because there's no way he does not have some level of dementia. Yeah, uh, his his mental acuity is certainly questionable, and that's something that we can rag on about all day. Also, recent I'm I'm absolutely a Democrat. Really, a thing Democrats should stop doing is denigrating people based on their physical appearance to get a point across, because it makes you look like fucking babies. I, I, I mean, honestly, the whole, the the thing is, we're supposed to be better than them or whatever in quotes, but at this point, I don't care. Both both parties suck. Yeah, both parties are doing an extremely bad job of communicating what they want. I'm in favor of just getting rid of the two-party system altogether. Let's start over. Get, make it a true dem- democracy. Let the people vote for they want, what they want, and don't try to sway them with pop propaganda. So we need to brainwash the entire American public to be a blank slate so we can truly start over. I don't know who's going to lead because everyone's mind's gonna be wiped but drop the tabula rasa bomb the tabula rasa bomb that the philosophers and the latin the latinist the latinists the latiners boo kill the latinist are developing and and then we can start over and form the perfect utopia the city on the hill that what's his face wrote about back in the day winthrop john winthrop that sounds like a plan also i don't know don't don't show on people for how they look. If you're trying to make an agenda, it's fine, we can move on. Yeah, do do that do that during the election when everyone's doing that. Don't do that when the guys in like our our are your your memes about him being unhealthy will not get him out of office. Yeah, if if you're like a democratic senator on Twitter or someone with a a modicum of power in the Democrat Party and you like start like uh, Mitch McConnell looks like a turtle memes or, like, Mitch McConnell tur- fake, fake turtle Twitter. Just fuck off with that. Who ca- Come on. As a personal favor, I want everyone listening to refocus on the fact that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer because that was a much funnier meme. Yeah, go back to the good memes. And I'm, I'm, I'm not defending the, 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 the individual in question, but it's just like, if we're going to rag on him, rag on him for the collusion mental acuity, the straight-up corruption, like, all the other things we can really nail him on. But yeah. there's. You, you there, should be like, it's not illegal to be unfit. We have an issue with the president. Our issue should be, you're a shitty president, not you're fat. <laughs> because he's going to be fat whether he's president or not. You can help fix one of those things. Yeah. And um, maybe harp on the biggest thing of all is, He's a straight up sexual predator. Yeah, assaulter. Like he's <laughs> a he's a racist sexual predator. Yeah, just focus on all the the other negative traits <laughs> other than his health. Yeah. All right. We we can quickly move on. Uh, and more recent news. I don't know if you know this because it just happened at four p.m. today. Uh oh. But Nintendo just announced oh, their, their new line. Ah. Oh, their new plan. Ah, oh, Zelda for the Switch. Oh. A bunch of shitty cardboard accessories that you can plug your switch into called nintendo labdo labo 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 what is it now all right so you buy a kit and the kit comes with a bunch of flat pieces of cardboard that you then punch shapes out of Uh uh-huh then following their instructions you bend the shapes into Certain things, uh, one example was a piano with keys, working keys and all. uh uh-huh. You put your Switch where you would put a music sheet. You plug one of the Joy-Cons into the side. You plug the other Joy-Con into the other side. And then using revolutionary fucking magic, the Switch, the piano keys that, I, that aren't plugged into anything, play music through the Switch. That doesn't sound real. It's not. That doesn't sound like a thing that would be real at all. But... It doesn't stop there. Why just get a piano? You can also make a shitty, stupid fishing pole out of cardboard and actually reel it in with movable cardboard pieces that your little Joy-Con is plugged into, and then the fish that you're that you're reeling in is on the screen, which is on the floor in front of you. Oh. Nintendo was doing really well for a little while. It doesn't stop there and what is probably the most complex, convoluted toy that every kid will ask for. There's a backpack that you can wear, and, like, some type of VR headset, not really, but, like, you wear the, the Switch screen on your face, and you control a goddamn robot. Uh, did someone get fired? Because I feel like Nintendo was making a lot of really good moves. These are the three things that I noticed during their, their six-minute presentation, But what I really noticed was Nintendo really, really does not know what they have. I mean, clearly they do, to some extent, know what they have. They have, like, Zelda Breath of the Wild. They have a bunch of really cool stuff on the Switch coming to the Switch. But this seems to come of, like, all the people who came up with that shit for the Wii. Yeah. Well, what I mean by what they have is they have the fastest selling console of all time. Like, it's broken every record. Beaten out Nintendo's own consoles, and certainly have outstripped, like, the PS2 and such. Yeah. Not in terms of overall sales, but just fastest. Like, mm-hmm. it's already moved, like, 15 million units. And at a, a significant, uh, at a significant late start. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it sort of... What do you mean by late start? I mean, like, it, in in typical Nintendo fashion, they weren't lockstep with Win uh Microsoft and Sony were releasing their yeah, consoles th- so they came out later right you're right like they came out like a year ago well it's like this weird sort of midstep thing and then both i mean uh, sony released their PlayStation 4 Pro and then Xbox has just released their Xbox I don't know what it's called and yeah, well, who cares it was called Scorpio at the time? time who cares who cares about Xbox who cares so want no if- henry no one cares. And no one cares about Xbox. Well, I, I feel like some. No people one cares do. about Xbox. All right. Well, no one cares about Xbox. It was sort of like a half step, you know, a half generation release. Yeah, but uh, it, it is. It's got like their market potential is huge, but then they release these seemingly stupid cardboard. I want to stress cardboard uh-huh. accessories. Uh huh. And, and the marketing angle is really brilliant because it's like. create play discover and it's sort of got like a lego vibe to it yeah but at the end of the day it's cardboard so i mean but create play discover create something from predetermined cardboard shapes discover what you can do with those cardboard which is play it should just be play they're just accessories they're just garbage accessories They they are I have not seen these things, but they make me very angry. They make me very angry. Because I I feel like Nintendo's gone back to their old well, which is they're reaching to a fishbowl with ideas, pull some random shit out, and that's their thing. And I feel like they just got a few lucky draws, and they're like, uh, open-world Zelda game. Uh, console you can take with you anywhere. Uh, fucking Animal Crossing on a phone. So, so, they're probably a lot of idea people in quotes a lot of people who pitch ideas at Nintendo so there's about three good ones and then one who's been there forever yeah and really well respected in the company but they haven't had a good idea in a long time but they like they they probably headed like the Wii U or whatever and they, I don't think they're rewarding the people who headed the Wii U I think they are with Nintendo Lab Labbo. Labbo. L-A-B-O. Labbo. I, I feel like this is the same person that came up with the Nintendo horse bag and the Nintendo vitality sensor. Oh, what? The Nintendo, do you know what the Wii horse? vitality sensor is? Horse bag? You know what the vitality sensor is? No, I'm, I'm focusing. I know what that is because it was supposed to be like a clips onto your finger. And that senses your heartbeat or some shit? And it would be great for horror games, but they didn't use it that way. Yeah. What about the horse bag? Nintendo filed a patent for an inflatable bag with a horse head on it. <laughs> and that didn't make it to market? Apparently not. But you know what did make it to market? You can make a house out of cardboard, put your Switch in it. Yeah. And? Are you, is, that, is that not enough? <laughs> is this just like a ripoff of Google Cardboard? Is that not enough for you? You wanted the house to do something? Yeah, I wanted oh. to create, play, and discover. Ooh, I'm sorry. Boy, I really hope they don't do some dumb shit with this on the new Metroid Prime. So, I've ha- I have it on good authority that Metroid Prime 4, you get a labdo kit, it makes the entire goddamn power suit. Okay. You have to plug in, like, eight... <laughs> joy cons, <laughs> multiple switches. Well, well, no, the switch is just one switch for the, vibor, for the visor. Yeah, but eight joy cons throughout the the, the suit to so sense your movement. Exactly, because okay. it's not it's not true VR. Yeah, of it, course, it's not a it's not an HE Vive, HTC five, yeah. but um. <laughs> And then and then you have to curl into a ball. Yes, you have to crush yourself. Crush yourself into a ball and physically roll to use the morph ball. That'd be a fun commercial, like if you were doing like uh what's that thing called? The the speed dash? What are you saying? In uh, in Metroid in Super Metroid, when you dash across the screen, what's that called? The shine spark? Yeah. Like when you shine spark, imagine like some kid shines for us and just like bursts through a plate glass window into a pool. Yep, you have to run and then and then you you start glowing in real life and yeah. then you press down to save the energy and then you just release it <laughs> and you just explode out of your mom's window. Yep, uh, oh. this sounds like dumb bullshit and it makes me mad. It makes me mad a little bit because it, uh, my coworker brought up a good point where it, it was the internet's fault that I felt so angry or or just disappointed at it because around 9 a.m this morning uh japanese nintendo twitter said look forward to an announcement tomorrow at 7 a.m and then they had like a little emoji of a metroid and you're like oh boy no no it, it it was pretty just straightforward like a new interactive way to use the switch Yeah, and you got excited because they were making good moves. So then the UK got on board and they said, uh, it's, you know, it's for kids and for kids at heart. Okay. So people were like, okay, so like Animal Crossing or... Or like a a brand new, like, Game Boy printer. Yeah, I mean, people, like, immediately started jumping on to, like, games Yeah, you know, we we just had a mini direct a few like last week, and people were looking forward to a a main direct. Like, let's get to the big franchises you didn't mention, and and so I got a little hyped. And then I see this kid folding cardboard up. Yep, making it into a whatever the hell I talked about earlier. Uh, It's an eyeball fishing pole backpack. I forgot to mention the motorcycle handlebars. Oh. That's it, this handlebars. Boy, I'm not excited about any of this. It's made of, I, and the fact that it's made of cardboard, so cardboard can get wet, and yeah. then it's ruined. Uh-huh, your hands get wet, and then you get the cardboard wet. You're sweating, you're playing a game, it's high intensity, you're sweating, sweat right through that cardboard, ruin your, your $80 purchase. How much do you think one of these lab labdos is going to cost? Well, see, it, it comes in a kit, and I believe part of the kit is a game. So, full games go for $60, plus, I don't know, a markup of, like, 200% on the cardboard, so around $80 to $90 for the okay, full so kit. $20 to $30 just for some fucking cardboard? Nice, Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean... <sighs> I have not felt this ripped off by proxy by Nintendo since the Wii Motion Plus. Here's Here's a kicker. Part of the commercial was showing people decorating their cardboard things, cool. and it's like that's that is it is look it's neat for the creative types out there, but like if I were to spend eighty bucks, and th- that that's just speculation, we really don't know how much it costs, but if I'm going to spend upwards of sixty dollars on this, why doesn't it come decorated? Why doesn't it come <laughs> finished? Why is it made of cardboard? Why is Nintendo doing this to me personally? Hey, look, it's... Why don't we know any news about Fire Emblem on the Switch? It's for kids and kids at heart. Do you remember Rock Band and Guitar Hero? Oh, those came with guitar guitar controllers that were made of plastic. But I mean, did you ever own those? Did you ever own like a guitar controller? I did. Did you ever own like Rock Band? You own the drums? No, I never owned that one, but I did play it. So I was pretty into those games. And I I own, like, a lot of guitars and drums and stuff. I really like those games. Yeah, they're great. Uh, The amount of shit they put into your life sucks. Oh, like all of the apparatus, All all the apparatuses, it's... And they all cost so much that you feel bad getting rid of them. I still have my Rock Band keyboard. It's also a pretty decent little keyboard. But Nintendo has solved the problem... Of the Nintendo Switch is too portable and it doesn't fill your house with enough worthless shit. So now. So thank God you can now spend 30 goddamn dollars and fill your house with some worthless goddamn garbage made of cardboard that isn't even made of plastic that you can't even donate to Goodwill. <laughs> Yay! Oh, it, it... Yay, innovation! Yay, Nintendo! It reminds me so much of the Wii. Because the Wii, you can take a glance into that cabinet right there. You can see a few of the peripherals I still have. But one of the things they did with the Wii was iterate. And what they iterated was, oh, it's motion control, so you can plug it into something. And then that can sort of, you know, help your motion controls. Yeah. So you got the Wii wheel, which is just like a steering wheel, which sucked because with normal steering wheels, they're anchored. <laughs> yeah. So you can feel like... How much you're turning with the Wii Wheel? It was just something you held. So, whoop. I mean this whoop. this decision absolutely reminds me a lot of the Wii because it sucks. <laughs> but this it's reminds me of the Wii because this sucks and the Wii sucked and the Wii U sucked. Well, here the... it all sucks. John, here's the thing about the Wii: it captured it captured one of the largest market shares of any home console. At the time, it was one of the most popular selling consoles of its of its generation. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're the hardcore gamers, and we can't quite see the the market potential because we don't want to see the market potential because yeah. we don't care about it. Uh, but maybe Nintendo, our geniuses and shitty con, cor, cardboard constructs, are the future of video games and not VR. Not uh, this is playing into motion control. So I who, I am angry. Who knows. Why don't we not know anything about Fire Emblem on the Switch? They said it was coming out this year. We should know something about it. I want a new Fire Emblem game. I mean, the last thing I want to say about it is the Wii basically had two things going on. Uh, You had Wii Sports. Great. You had uh, WarioWare for the Wii. Great. And then it was just a desert, and then the Pro Controller came out, and then you could play video games on it. Yeah. That's how I feel about the Wii, and the Wii sucked. Oh, man. And I I like the Wii, but the Wii sucks. You didn't like... this cardboard thing sucks. You didn't like shaking a stick to make Donkey Kong roll? No. You didn't like... I did not. Uh, What about uh, terribly imprecise, unfun controls did I like? Uh You didn't like how they replaced the need to push buttons with wagging your your arm around like a goddamn lunatic oh you know what was all right though the metroid prime on the wii because you could aim with the thing yeah that was awesome and then your aiming got uncalibrated somehow and fuck you no the metroid prime trilogy on the wii bring that on the switch yeah or just a new metroid prime they're doing that give me they're doing it give it to it. me and it's gonna use nintendo Labo. And you're gonna—that one's hundred and sixty dollars because it's premium. God nah, damn it's, it! It's actually two kits. Wait, is it made of premium cardboard? No, it's actually made of like recycled cardboard. So it starts as soon as you put it on, it starts falling apart. Oh, and and melting into your skin every you, time. Every time you use the uh, the the arm cannon, the, it, it please actually, the Buster cannon from I'm kidding from Mega Man. No, the arm cannon. Yeah. Uh, it it gives off a little bit of heat in the Joy-Con because, you know, it's so hot and then yeah. it, it starts burning through the cardboard. <laughs> and your skin. And your skin. You can buy replacements for the arm cannon. The the mark on your skin is forever. Yeah. I mean, you'll have people, just like when you played Mario Party and you wore the skin on your palms down, you're just going to have, like, Joy-Cons branded onto your palms. And then you'll know who else is a, a hardcore gamer like you that paid all that money to wear some stupid piece of cardboard. Man, Nintendo's great. And also, they suck. Yep. Those were the three news stories I really wanted to talk about. I mean, that's... That's all pretty good. <laughs> I feel like there's more going on in the world, but, you know, that's just... A, if this is a taste of 2018, where missile alarm systems go off, we make fun of fat presidents, and Nintendo revolutionizes cardboard... Can we just skip ahead? I mean, th- those are not terrible things. But, like, if this is a like, taste of things to come, and it's, it hopefully it, like, hopefully it gets better. But if it gets worse, let's just get to 2019, where Nintendo unleashes jelly beans. Yeah, just jelly beans. Just jelly beans. Count them. Count, count <laughs> Discover, play, create. Count these fucking jelly beans. <laughs> it, it's, it, it costs $60. just a jar. The game is how many jelly beans are in the jar. <laughs> If you're right, that's great. If you're wrong, sixty dollar jelly bean jar. Nintendo Direct comes out. Reggie Fils-Aimé walks out silently, nods, takes a pouch of jelly beans from his jacket, opens it, upturns it on the ground, walks away. <laughs> the new guy Bill, who's like the other spokesman, like he's just he's sitting at his desk with the jar. He unscrews the jar. He just pours the jelly beans on his desk and says Nintendo. <laughs> and they go discover, play, create <laughs> discover, Nintendo. Yeah. It's not their slogan for everything. It's, <laughs> it's just for the, the lab lab boat. Yeah, lab labdo 2. Jelly Beans. Jelly Beans. The Jelly Bean Expansion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh you know, I really like Nintendo's new slogan. Pointless distractions on the road to the grave. <laughs> That's any entertainment company though. You're right. Just like Sony uh did you hear what that here's a fun little fun little fun fact for you guys at home uh the, the han solo movie comes out in may may 25th there's no trailer there's oh. no marketing material that's that's like a few months away yeah that's what like 2 4 five, 4 months away 4 months away like um mm where is this han solo movie is it ready or is it going to be bad uh i'm going to point probably towards bad you know <laughs> leave it to to 2000 or just to 2000s to resurrect a dead franchise give it a couple of good movies and then just take one of the time honored characters and just bury him in the dirt yeah I mean I guess literally and figuratively we're doing that. Yeah. Buried uh, in the dirt. It's I feel like this is going quickly into bummer territory. How do we pick ourselves up? What good things happened in the first two weeks of twenty eighteen? Uh kinda not a lot on the wide scale. Wha- I can't think of a lot of like super posy things that have happened like I mean, worthy of making news stories about. I mean, it got cold, and it snowed everywhere, and we got a snow day. Yeah, well, an ice day. An ice day. It was not a nice day, but it was an ice day. The south is, like, shutting down all over. My, my hometown is shut down for two days now. So I had an experience. Uh, I had a four-day weekend. You had a four-day weekend. Because I get that MLK day. Because your company, unlike mine, is not racist. <laughs> and uh, I got that, uh, that other day. The ice day. The ice day. So I had a four-day weekend. Uh, let me... Let me complain about my four-day weekend a little bit. Wait, I thought you said this was going to be like a cheer-up. This sounds like you're bragging. Yeah, but this is kind of a fun thing to talk about. So so those first three days of a three-day weekend are awesome, particularly if they're for MLK. Because an MLK weekend, you know what you're doing. Like, three-day weekends, especially early in the year... They're like rest, relaxation, kind of get everything put together. You're probably going through a stressful time at work. If you work in an environment where I do, where tax season is really important. Yeah. So I did my resting, my relaxing, all my chores, did my grocery shopping. You dragged your friends to Dave and Buster's. Dragged, dragged you to Dave and Buster's with the assumption that you did not work the next day. Whoops. Then, then It was literally not a problem. Then proceeded to, to get drunk. You didn't. Alone. Oh. Uh, because I did not have anyone to get drunk with. I'm because, sorry. Uh, it's fine. Uh, Alice. But, but, have we said her name on the podcast? I I'm, I'm Probably. Your girlfriend didn't join you? I, I mean, it's fine. Uh, But anyway, day four of a four day weekend, one you don't anticipate, bad day. What? Because <laughs> you've done your resting, you've done your relaxing, you're ready to go back to work. And then w- when work text, you says, you don't work. Let me tell you what my last day off was. It was a blur. I languished around in bed. I ate something for lunch. I sat on the couch and either watched movies or The Office or I, I played Monster Hunter video games until the day was over. It's it was It went by super quick. I didn't know what was happening. I couldn't enjoy it. It was bizarre. And I couldn't leave the house. Your experience sounds like a lot like... A lot like my experience in that I went to bed knowing that we were going to have a delayed start at the least. Yeah. And, and so I slept to a, I slept in a little bit. I slept an hour past when I would normally wake up and start getting ready. And I was about to get up, have breakfast, and, and go look at my car to see what it would entail to to get into work for the delayed start. Right before I, get, I try to get out of bed, get a text on my phone... The whole building's closed. The whole whole company's closed. Boom. Free day. Yep. I didn't get out of bed till 11. Yeah. I I did end up cooking, like, I actually took the time to cook lunch, then scarfed it down in five seconds. Of course. And then I did not move from the couch from the rest of the day. I felt like I became an un-person. Yeah. I, I had a very similar experience because I woke up and I was like, because, I mean, I, I work for a larger company. I have no idea if they're going to be open or not. Wake up, and they're like, "Hey, we're not gonna open till till 10 a.m." And I said, "Okay, well, I signed up for like two hours of overtime, uh, so this just means I don't have to do that overtime." Uh, and then it gets closer and closer to 10. I'm like, "Okay, I guess I'll start getting ready." I start getting ready. Get a text: "We're not gonna open till 12." Okay, kind of relax, get a little bit more ready. Starts to get really close to 12. I'm like, "Okay, this is it." I've never gotten closer to having to go to work, so I have. I guess I have to go to work. At 12, the second I am ready, about to go out the door, it's like, oh, work is canceled. It's like, yeah, I just wasted half my day waiting to know if I should go into work or not. So then I just like played video games. And, and it might not feel great. It didn't. <laughs> but you got to spend the, at least half the day doing exactly what you wanted in that moment. You didn't, you didn't sort of contemplate what to do. I mean, I laid on the couch all day watching anime, but yeah. I'm not going to complain about it because apparently that's what, what I wanted to do. Since I didn't do, I didn't get dressed. Yeah my day. my issue is I have a real problem, and the problem is somewhat documented on the podcast. I have a problem with Monster Hunter games and games that are similar to Monster Hunter. Uh, man, I uh, it's uh, boy. All you do is fight bigger and bigger monsters. You yeah, it's out. awesome. You, you get their materials, and, you and gotta, then you make new armor. You gotta get eight of everything. It's, it's great. It's grindy. It's so it's it's not grindy if you have friends. What? Well, and then you all geez. go on hunts together. And then like the monsters get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then like you're hunting more stuff, and you're getting cooler and more powerful. Monster hunters. Great. Monster Hunter is everything that I've ever wanted from an MMORPG without the need to, to be alone. But 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 what there's no like skill progression, it's the same move sets the entire time. It's you think that and you're mostly true, mostly right, but there's so much depth to those move sets and how you interact with the monsters. It's man, it's so good. And then it runs from you and like, oh, I gotta track the monster down. Why Yeah, can't part it? of the ecosystem. Why can't it just stay in one place and let me wail on it? Why does it gotta be like a real game? Because it's gonna go and drink and eat and hunt and live its life. And you gotta hunt it. You gotta hunt it. You gotta hunt it. You're not selling me on this. Well, it's too bad. Because <laughs> we're gonna play. I very much want to. On PlayStation or PC? PlayStation. Because it's coming out for PC. Yeah, I need a new graphics card. Yeah, me too. I need a new PC. What? No. I think my motherboard's good. Yeah, if your motherboard's good, all you gotta do is replace the graphics card, right? I need a graphics card and a little bit more RAM. That's not good podcast material. I just Write mentioned... in with what graphics card I should buy. I want to clear up some doubts I have. Yes. About my PC. <laughs> okay. If I just take my graphics card out and put a, a much more powerful one in, I, I'm golden, right? Still, I, it would I still mean, be okay. Definitely check what your power supply is rated for. Oh, my power supply is rated for a lot more than I use it. Then you're probably gonna be fine. Yeah. Like I think the wattage that I actually produce is like 450, and it's rated for like a thousand. Oh, then you should be fine. Yeah. Uh, just just make sure. Uh... No, I mean, I do... I Always double-check your cooling solutions. Make I sure have, you have positive, ca- positive case pressure. I have no cooling solutions. You have a fan, surely. Oh, no, oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, yeah no, the whole the whole case is fans. Okay. Yeah, just as long as you have, like, positive case pressure and your PSU is good, you should be fine. Okay, well then, I'm about to drop, like, $800 on the top-of-the-line graphics card so I never have to upgrade it again. Okay, that's what I did last time. Turns out, you totally do. What? I I bought a very, a relatively expensive graphics card. Should not have. Oh, too bad. I'm going to get the 1080 Ti. I, give me. No, I'm not giving it to you. I'm giving it to me. Oh, we could spend our podcast money on it. We don't make any money. <sighs> That's the longest pause we've had <laughs> on the podcast. Good. All right. Coming so, up. 2018. Let's wrap up with what we want to accomplish with our podcast in 2018 as sort of a resolution-y thing, but more of just, like, we're going to do this every week anyway, so we might as well try to improve upon it? Yeah. Uh, I already know what I want my resolution to be for zero credits. What? I want zero credits to be a vector... not a vector. I want it to be a vehicle for me to learn and execute new skills learn and execute new skills I, I want zero credits to be a thing that i can learn new skills for to produce new kinds of content uh kind of i don't know i've been really into the idea of like myself and my presence on the internet and maybe that's because i have fewer real life friends now that i see on a regular basis but I, I very much like the idea of uh starting a twitter yes no oh i, I very much like the idea of just being more active i guess More active on the Zero Credits Twitter? No, just more active with the podcast, like learning new skills and maybe like... New skills uh, like like digital marketing? Like digital marketing or music or coding. No, that would be real cool. Because one thing that I... I I Like a lot of the things I listen to, like even like Adventure Time... That's not what it's called. The Adventure Zone, like even they dabbled with creating their own music. And stuff like that. I think it would be really cool if Zero Credits had some like its own music. I absolutely agree. I, it's not going to be me, is the thing. I know that for a fact. Unless it somehow they make music to be as simple as I need it to be, which is probably like baby level simple. I have some level of musical acumen. Okay, some level. I mean, I can write lyrics. We don't need lyrics. No, maybe uh, I can. I can play instruments. Do and, it. And I can use GarageBand. Oh, we'll figure it out. You have a Mackey? I have. I know someone who does. Ooh. It's my girlfriend. GarageBand. Yeah. When I had it. Uh-huh. Was probably the coolest, like, free thing to ever grace my computer screen. I, uh, I wonder if it's still free. Probably not. It was free, like, with the purchase of the laptop. But, like, the laptop was a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. But those 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 music clips that you could get spiced up all of my Let's Play videos. Ooh, spicy. Spicy Let's Plays. And what? then I was really sad to find out that Windows ain't got no equivalent. Yeah, there's nothing really as good. Yeah. What's your resolution? My resolution for the podcast is probably like my ongoing sort of mantra for the podcast, which is always be entertaining, always be intriguing, And continue to develop this weird, deep voice persona that I've been trying to make my normal voice, but it never happens because I'm always too nervous in person. Okay, Uh, so where are we going to start with that one? What do you mean? I've been doing it... Oh... I, have you noticed that when I intro the podcast, my voice is always a lot deeper than I normally talk, and then by the time the podcast is over, I've reverted back to my normal voice because I can't keep it up that long? I thought that was just your intro voice. I've got an intro voice. You've got a... No, do I do you want... think I sound like, and my name is John? No. But that's how I want to talk. <laughs> no, please don't. What do you mean, John? <laughs> this how... is me for the rest of my life. <laughs> how about we end the podcast with how we want to sound? Well, I want to sound like a pretty angel. I I don't want to. Here's what I want to sound like. What do you want to sound like, John? I want to sound like a gruff samurai. I can't do one of those. A gruff samurai is like, hello. <laughs> a gruff samurai named Carl? I'm a samurai. Uh, and I want to sound like a superhero who tries too hard to be super. Oh, that's sad. Well, that's kind of my life. Uh, I don't know, I, I don't know where this is going, but I think I don't we know. can maybe do social media. Well, yeah, but distressing. Entertaining. Entertaining. Intriguing. Intriguing. Deep voices. Deep voice. E-I-D-V. E-I-D-V. You could probably rearrange that to dive? Yeah, or vide. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> dive or vide? Alright, let's get to those social medias. <laughs> Diver Vide, make your choice. <laughs> that seems like something that would show up on like a Japanese fighting game <laughs> before you select a character. It's it's so reminiscent of the ride or die like motorcycle club or gang. <laughs> <laughs> Diver Vide, MC nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, social media. If you want to join a motor if you want to join our motorcycle gang and give us your resolutions. Please. We are... Motorcycle Club? Oh, I'm sorry. We are not a gang. Okay, Motorcycle Crime Gang. You can join our crimes at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. That stands for Henry. Zoos cry, people cry with Handsome Jim. (laughs) That's right. No one is safe from Handsome Jim. And you can uh, send us an email at zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com uh send us an email send us a that's a tired bit you can find us on facebook by searching for zero credits in the facebook search bar we stream video games on twitch.tv slash zero credits uh itunes itunes like comment and subscribe on itunes of course uh, tell a friend it's the only way we advertise this podcast everyone gotta know about it everyone gotta know about it and uh, you've been great, and that's it. <laughs> Thank you for coming out, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it means a lot. You didn't have to. Wait, have we ever thanked our listeners for listening to our podcast? I'm not sure that we have. Well, 2018, new year, new me. Thank you dear listeners for listening for the past, oh, I don't know, almost two years now? 2018? Year of thankfulness. Year of the thanks. Also, year of the dog, but I covered that with Jamie, so... Thanks, dog.
1: I'm a dog?